3: Hey, everybody, welcome to an NFL Draft edition of the Takeoff Podcast. We appreciate you listening, and please subscribe for free to this podcast wherever you listen to them. We're going to be joined here by Howie Roseman, the Eagles' first-round pick Jordan Davis, and Eagles draft expert Ross Tucker. The Birds traded up to get Jordan Davis in the first round, one of a record five Georgia defensive players taken in the first round. And, of course, in the second round, they got a center, Cam Jurgens. In the third round, they got... Linebacker, N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. This was a steal if he's healthy. A lot of people thought he'd go in the first round, but he dropped to the third round, probably over concerns with his pec muscle, his knee and his shoulder. Howie Roseman says no surgery is scheduled and N'Kobe will be there for the rookie minicamp this coming weekend. And of course, the big move. They got one of the top eight or top 10 receivers in football, A.J. Brown. If you were to line up all the receivers in this draft and A.J. Brown, you'd probably take A.J. Brown as the first receiver taken in the draft or second. But we are now on the clock. Let's break down this draft. All right, let's welcome in Eagles general manager Howie Roseman. And originally you had around 10 picks. You wound up drafting five players, and then you have A.J. Brown. Big, huge trade. I know you like numbers, but were you also searching for a few players, transformational players, that could change the fortunes of this franchise?
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. When you start with three first-round picks and then, you know, obviously make the trade and we defer one to next year with that second-round pick two years from now, you sit there and you want impact. You know, we wanted impact out of – this draft and really we we started this offseason saying if we can get like four or five players that really are good starters and then add to that group of core players that we have on this team we'll really improve this football team and i think that when we look at where we are now versus when we left the field in tampa i think we're a better team um obviously we got to go out and prove that and to the extent that we're better That will be proven as we go through the offseason program into training camp and into the season.
3: You've been doing this for two decades, and when you're in the draft room and you're trading up for Jordan Davis, a player like him, simultaneously you're on the phone trying to work out a deal with A.J. Brown's agents. Take me through the timeline of that and how exhilarating those moments were.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know... um, part of the things that we have to do is we have to balance multiple things here and i think that you know as you're watching the draft and you're seeing picks go off and you know you kind of have a, a natural deadline because you know this trade's got to be done by the time that we are on the clock when we're 18 or obviously the whole thing changes um you know you you got a multiple things going on but um i feel like we handle that you know we can handle that as a staff and and um obviously we had a plan going into this draft so Um, once we got to the point where we saw how the board was going, you know, you get on the phone with Houston, who we had talked to about possible trades before. So as we talked about last week, it wasn't the first conversation. You know, we knew when we got on the phone with Houston, our guy's there. Here's the trade. Let's roll. Let's get back on the phone. Let's finish this deal. Um, and get AJ Brown and make him an eagle. And, um, certainly coming out with those type of, type of players, those type of people from the first round made us feel really good and I, I think a lot of these drafts when you look at the anchor position which is that Thursday Thursday is the anchor position in a draft and coming out with that anchor position of having Jordan Davis having AJ Brown um, having a first round pick next year too you feel good about Thursday and uh, then we come back you know on Friday and uh, a lot of possibilities when you're sitting there and you're waiting for the 19th pick and Obviously, you know, we're, we don't have a lot of picks to kind of go move up, but we also felt pretty good about where we were picking, and we knew that in any circumstance we get a really good player, and um, we want to be strong along the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, how many times do you hear me say that, right? But we think that's what wins football games, and uh, for us, you know, you look at it and you look kind of where we are going forward, and we don't want to have a situation where we have two or three holes along our offensive line all at once. And um, we believe in Cam Jurgens as a player. We understand that last year, 10 guys started for us, not even counting the five different guys that started in the last game on the offensive line. And, you know, the quickest to lose games is to lose the line of scrimmage. So uh, getting Cam and then, you know, certainly uh, coming back and getting to Kobe and uh, the kind of player and person he is uh, made us feel really good when we left last night. And then uh, we come back and um, we got to sit out around, you know, and and that's hard. That's hard. You know, there's times where I kind of think maybe I should just take a walk around. Um, so we don't do too many things in the future, but, um, we had to pay that price. I mean, we had to pay that price for the things that we did. And, um, we have a, a loop uh, of our first three, uh, rounds and AJ Brown going in the back of the draft. So anytime I kind of had the itch to trade for into the back in the future, I just turn around and go, that was a great play by AJ man. Jordan Davis is big and physical and explosive. Yeah. Cam Juergens, he's a great athlete, Kobe Dean all right, I'm good. I'm good. So these
3: are foundational pieces. Yeah, there's no doubt. How much was Jalen Hurts in your ear about AJ Brown and how much did you want to give Jalen every possible tool to help him show he can be a franchise quarterback here?
2: Yeah. Jalen has so much confidence in the players that are around him. So I don't want to make it that Jalen's going, I need this. I need this. I need this for me to be better because Jalen has a, a tremendous belief in his teammates. So um, I don't want this notion to be like Jalen saying I need AJ Brown for me to get better because he never said that. You know, obviously he had a relationship with him and um he was excited to add him to the team. But for us, it was about who AJ Brown was, right? And AJ Brown, the piece that he was adding to our football team, and how he complemented the pieces that we had in putting together a complete team. And that's what we're trying to do here. And um, we still got a lot of work to do, uh, but we got a lot of time to do it too. So this is not the end, you know, this is just part of the off season process. And, um, you know, still, I think we'll come in on Monday and we'll take tomorrow off if that's okay. And, um, Philly will allow that. I thank think. you. And, um, and then we'll come back in Monday and we'll look at the depth chart and we'll say, all right, here's the next order of business. Like we got to improve these spots.
3: You've talked about taking risks. Nickobe Dean, a lot of teams and general managers says we're not going to take him specifically because of the pec, the shoulder, the knee and things like that. Why do you have the confidence that he can be healthy cuz he's a steal if healthy?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know that there were all these teams that weren't going to take N'Kobe Dean. I think that um, you know, just talking to people around the league today, um, you know, everyone knows what kind of player he is. I think that Now, for us, when we looked at it, we didn't have an issue if we would have taken him in the second round the way things felt. Like, that was a possibility for us. And we came back in the third round. The only thing that changed was there was uh, more drama to it, right? Because obviously you have this great player who isn't being picked. And so people kind of take on this narrative. Maybe it's even worse than we thought. And that affects you a little bit. And you kind of go and you double check and you triple check. And it's like the information hasn't changed. And, um, all I know is is that kid is going to come in with the biggest chip on his shoulder um, you know that that Philly's ever seen and I think we're going to benefit from that.
3: Final question for you. How much have you gotten more comfortable with your coaches actually seeing what they want to do with their players on the field? How did that help the yeah. signing or bringing in Jordan Davis and then also the other moves and getting AJ Brown? Yeah,
2: John, that's a great point. You know, being with them for a year and seeing how it looks seeing how they want it to look, you know, hearing describe the things that are going on after games, i think it's a huge benefit to our front office, to our scouts, so we can describe kind of what what is ideal here. At the same time too, they trust us to give them talent. And um, you know, if there's some difference of opinion of, you know, maybe they had this guy ranked 5th and this guy ranked 3rd, um, they're like we trust you, you know, just like um, we're not we're not in their ear and we'll play to call on second or third down. I think the relationship in the building is great. Um, There's a lot of chemistry here. There's a lot of juice and energy. Maybe not as much on Saturday night right after the draft. (laughs) But um, I I think we're excited. But at the same time, we know we got a lot of work to do to get where we really want to be. All
3: right. Well, we'll see you at Rookie Minicamp. Can't wait. The NFL schedule keeps moving. See you next weekend. Thanks, John. Thanks, Howie. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. All right. Jordan Davis, it is a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. Give us the reaction that you had when you got that phone call that you were being drafted by the Eagles.
4: It was unbelievable. You know, you get that phone call, you hear about it. The anxiety, long, the longer it goes, the more anxiety you have, and it's just pressure. But when you get that phone call, it's a sigh of relief. And- Hearing Howie on that phone and just knowing that they traded up for me, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling.
3: When you came to Philly and visited the Eagles, what were your perceptions? What was your feeling about the city and the team from your your visit?
4: It was great. I felt like it was a family-oriented type thing. I knew that the main thing was winning winning games and just making sure that the players were all right. And just off the field, I knew I was going to be okay. On the field, I know it was going to take care of itself. So I'm just ready to get out there and see the people.
3: So you were a basketball player, I can see. Why did you decide to go with football?
4: <laughs> Look, I get the rebounds, but I don't score the points. That's not good <laughs> enough for a basketball player. But uh, you know, I just say, well, if I'm getting rebounds and blocks, I might as well just go, on, go to football and be a defensive lineman. So um, the journey as a defensive lineman started in high school, and here we are. and got to this point.
3: When you line up across guys, when you see them on the offensive line, is your whole mentality to dominate?
4: Definitely. Definitely. Do my job. That's it. Do my job. Do my job. Do my job. I don't want to do anything more. I don't want to do anything less. I just want to do my job. And
3: they talk about nose tackles and other guys playing defensive tackles. Sometimes they take the double teams. It allows somebody else to get the sack. Did you see the Eagles Super Bowl with Fletcher Cox getting the double team? Brandon Graham gets a sack, and you're cool with that?
4: I always say two on me. Somebody's free. That's the mentality I had at Georgia, and that's the mentality I'm going to take to Philly. And how is it that your mom... Is apparently an Eagles fan. Is that true? It is. My mom's a huge Eagles fan, so she she's pumped. I can't wait to see her. She's she's really riled up. So um, definitely, I feel at home already. Uh, I know the city's going to embrace me, and I'm ready to go there and open my arms. How did she become an Eagles fan? <laughs> she's been an Eagles fan since ever I can remember. So really? yeah, so I can't really tell you.
3: So would she have the Eagles on TV on Sundays? Yeah,
4: yeah. So uh, I have to watch my games upstairs. Cause it would just be Philadelphia Eagles downstairs. So, you know, regardless, you know, I am know she's excited. I'm excited and I'm just ready to get out there and work. To wrap this up, I hear you have a personality that's even bigger than your stature. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't yeah. say that. I'm trying to keep it cool. You know, you know, I'm trying to keep it cool, but I guess when I get to Philly and fans will understand, they'll see. Is there anything that you want Philly to know
3: about you as a person? and things you enjoy?
4: Look, I love music. I love, I wanna try a cheesesteak. I wanna try a real Philly cheesesteak. I heard that they got the best, but I haven't been to Philly to actually try the cheesesteak, but I just, that's one of the things I do wanna try.
3: They're gonna be lining up oh, yeah. for you to eat them. So they'll send them to you. So
4: bring your best, bring your best. Cause <laughs> I'm ready. All right, we are now joined by Eagles draft expert
3: and preseason analyst Ross Tucker. And Ross, five players drafted, but you got to throw in A.J. Brown. Do you think they were going for transformational difference makers that can be part of building blocks for Super Bowl instead of numbers? Well, I'm glad you mentioned A.J.
1: Brown because he absolutely is part of this draft class. And that's exactly what he is. He is a transformational difference making player. Look, All these kids that get drafted, for every team, they're all a projection. We have high hopes. We have excitement. A.J. Brown is a known commodity. He's one of the five or six best receivers in the NFL
3: right now. We know that. We don't have to guess. Specifically for Jalen Hurts and the offense and what Nick Sirianni wants to do, does this make the offense whole as an explosive offense? No question. For two reasons, right? So, number one, I think he's the perfect
1: compliment for Devontae Smith, right? You want Devontae Smith's more the route runner, smooth. AJ Brown is 6'1, almost 230 pounds. I mean, he is a physical run after the catch, slants, in-breaking routes. He's a perfect compliment for what they have in Devontae Smith. Plus, now, imagine how the Eagles' running game was last year. Now Jalen Hurts can pull the ball and throw that slant to AJ Brown. Good luck to the backside linebacker. Good luck to the safeties, because if you go downhill for the run, you're going to be late on A.J. Brown. If you wait on A.J. Brown, you're going to be late for the run.
3: How about on the defensive side of the ball, Jordan Davis, a mountain of a man. Does he fit what Jonathan Gannon wants to do on defense?
1: Yes, and I'll tell you why. Jonathan Gannon likes having two deep safeties. You know, Remember last year at times, the Eagles would let teams run on them a little bit more than people liked or were used to because they don't want to give up big explosive plays in the passing game. Jordan Davis essentially can control two gaps, at least with how big he is. So you don't have to bring the extra defender in to stop the run. I think that's a big reason why they got him. That allows them to play the defense again and likes to
3: play. And N'Kobe Dean, he fell into the Eagles' laps in round three. Does he also fit behind his Georgia teammate, Jordan Davis, what they want to do with that defense? Well,
1: by the way, how happy do you think Nicobe Dean is that he's going to the same team as yeah. Jordan Davis? I mean, if you watched Georgia last year... N'Kobe Dean just running free everywhere because Jordan Davis eat, is like, eating three <laughs> dudes. But the thing that's so impressive to me about N'Kobe Dean, on a team that had five guys on defense go in the first round, Nikobe Dean's the one that stood out. I mean, he's the one that won the Buckus Award. He's the one that was unanimous All-American. He's the one that had six-and-a-half sacks and ten-and-a-half for flaws. I mean, he was the most productive guy. To be the most decorated guy on that defense says a lot about Nicobe Dean.
3: Overall, when retooling this team, it seems like it's not just this year but also next year because all the Eagle fans are asking, hey, who is going to be in our secondary when the season starts? Do you think they specifically drafted on best player available? You see the center they got, Cam Jurgens, And we're going to find a way to get it done in free agency with the, with the secondary.
1: Yeah, but we've seen that other year. I mean, when did they sign Steven Nelson last year? July or whatever it was, right before training camp? He had a really solid, nice year. The roster-building process is not over. There can be trades, you can get free agents, you can get guys off the waiver wire. You don't need to worry about the roster until it's week one. Like Let's see what this season is. When the season starts, I think any perceived holes, John,
3: they will fill. All right, your favorite part of this whole draft and the process, your biggest moment. What was the thing that stood out to you?
1: Oh, old well, Jordan Davis. I mean, he was my favorite player in college football. I, if you listen to any of my shows, I wanted Jordan Davis to win the Heisman. I love the guy. They're not making anybody else like him, John. He's 6'6", 340 run, runs a 4740. I am so excited that you and I will get to watch him in the preseason and all year.
3: And the preseason is only like three and a half months away.
1: I know, I know. We look forward to seeing you on this broadcast. Absolutely, man.
3: Thanks a lot, Ross.